Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. What's up, insiders? Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, uh, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran, founder and CEO of VA Claims Insider. Guys, we're the most trusted name in VA disability claims, okay? What is, that's our vision. What is our mission? We're veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation they deserve. How do we do it? Medical evidence, all right? Our proprietary medical consulting process offered inside of our VA Claims Insider Elite membership program, that's what we do, okay? If you're stuck, if you're frustrated, if you're underrated, you're hearing my voice right now and you realize you need more medical evidence and or medical nexus letters, okay, to help you service connect disabilities, especially ones that were previously denied, get your butt inside a VA Claims Insider Elite, okay? You can join for free right now. It's a free three-step intake, $7,500 worth of value up front just for joining, okay? You'll get instant access to the Elite Experience Portal, which has $7,500 worth of high-value VA Claim resources, guys. Um, all you got to do is go to VA Claims Insider Elite. Dot com. Okay, again, it's a free three-step intake to join our VA Claims Insider Elite membership program to help you get the VA rating compensation you deserve in less time with medical evidence. That's the secret sauce in VA disability claims, guys. That's what we do. What are we talking about today? Secondary service connection secrets. All right, I'm going to be breaking down uh, what we call the hidden or the missing VA disability claim that so many veterans forget about. Okay, you guys just some sometimes you're just not even aware of it. All right, a lot of VSOs, a lot of attorneys, uh, and accredited agents just aren't aware of the things you're eligible for from a secondary VA disability claim perspective. Why? because they're not doctors, okay? They don't have teams of medical professionals who can help you make causal links, okay? Showing of causation, which we'll talk about here, what that means, and then how you go ahead about and get uh, secondary discipline claims done, approved, and service connected. Secondary service connection secrets. Why do I call it secrets? Well, because a lot of people aren't aware of it, number one. Number two, a lot of people don't have the medical training and background to be able to help you make those causal links, uh, which we'll explain, okay? Three things, let's jump into this. When you go to file your VA disability claim, you really have two general options of service connection. There's actually three or four, but we're not gonna talk about presumptive service connection today. We're really gonna focus on uh, direct service connection for primary disability claims, and then we're gonna talk about secondary service connection so the three things, I talk about this all the time because it's super important that y'all understand 
eligibility for VA disability claims under the law. You gotta have a medical diagnosis, okay? Now that medical diagnosis could be in your service treatment records. It could be in your VA medical records. So if you're currently seeking treatment at the VA, um, or it might be in any private records, okay? If you're seeking private treatment, okay? You're, you're, you're taking advantage of the Mission Act and you've got a referral from the VA to outside doctors. Maybe you've been to your own urgent care facility, okay? Private medical records are okay too, but you have to have something somewhere in a medical record, okay? Service treatment records, VA records, and or uh, any private records. And that's a common uh, question and concern among veterans is, you may see in some of your VA denial letters, these ridiculous denials uh, which, by the way, are usually CNP examiner's notes in conjunction with the VA Raiders notes that say something like, there's no evidence in the veteran's active duty service treatment records of any hip condition, back condition, migraine headaches, IBS, GERD, plantar fasciitis, lumbar strain, whatever, right? There's no evidence in the service treatment records, okay? So they deny your claim, they deny service connection, probably because you and or your VSO and accredited agent filed that condition as a primary disability, meaning you were seeking direct service connection. Now, what does that mean? Okay, so the first part we talked about, you gotta have a medical diagnosis somewhere. If you don't have one, get your butt to the doctor, okay? The second part of the three-part test is the nexus, okay? Now, by law, by the way, I have this memorized out of, out of the law, but this is codified in federal law, okay? In the Code of Federal Regulations, CFR, uh, Title 38, a disability that you suffer from today must have been caused or made worse by your active duty military service, okay? Or by another service-connected disability rated at 0% or higher. Okay, now that latter piece that's the secondary service connection part. But the first part, this is what a lot of vets, VSOs, accredited agents, attorneys, this is what you're focused on is, okay, hey, I gotta file my disability claim. I have sleep apnea, migraines, GERD, blah, blah, blah. And you put them down as primary disability condition. Guys, if it's been years since you left the service, if you have no evidence in your service treatment records of these conditions or subjective complaints of these symptoms. And here we are years later, you file for those as primary conditions. I can virtually guarantee that your disabilities are gonna get denied, okay? They're gonna get denied and they're gonna come back and they're gonna say, not service connected, okay? If you log into your eBenefits account or your va.gov account, you can go look, click the disabilities tab on the left. You can see all the current disabilities that you have what they're rated at, yes or no, and then if they're service-connected. If they're not service-connected, that is what that means, okay? There was no nexus. Now, all the nexus means in part two of the three-part test is, is there a logical link or a connection to an in-service incident or series of incidents? That's all that means. It's a fancy legal term, nexus, to mean logical link. That's it. What do I mean by a logical link? Well, here would be a slam dunk scenario. Let's say you were deployed in Afghanistan in support of Operation Enduring Freedom, 
you were bombed all the time, rockets, mortars, indirect fire, maybe you were outside the wire, you were directly engaged in combat with the enemy, maybe you even were, were witness to uh, soldiers who were KIA'd, um, and some, some really unfortunate things because of combat, okay? If you then returned home and developed post-traumatic stress disorder, right, you're having nightmares, insomnia, panic attacks, as a result of what happened to you in combat. That's a clear example of direct service connection for a primary disability, okay, which in the example I just gave would be PTSD combat. It happened while you were on active duty. It's probably well documented in either incident reports, personal statements, buddy letters, you've got medical evidence to show it, you fill out a PTSD stressor form, maybe you have uh, combat medals, like a combat action badge, uh, maybe you got a special certificate or a medal or a citation, an award from while you were deployed, and all of those things you use and upload in support of your claim for combat PTSD. That would be an example, again, of direct service connection. Your service, your combat deployment directly caused your PTSD. Okay, there were clear in-service stressors and an incident, your deployment, uh, and the horrible experiences you went through that caused or made your PTSD worse, okay? Now, what happens though, again, that's uh, service connection and direct service connection, okay? Then the second part though is or caused or made worse by another service-connected disability in your body, okay, for secondary service connection. And then part three of the test under the law is severity of symptoms. How are your disabilities currently limiting or affecting your life, okay, your work, your life, your social functioning? Those, that's what it comes down to. So if you have a diagnosis, in one, if you're proving either direct service connection or secondary service connection in two, and you're able to get it service connected, then it comes down to how bad are your symptoms? Because ultimately the level of impairment and limitation you have in your work, your life, your social functioning, that is what ties directly to the disability rating for that condition under the law. Okay, and everything's governed by CFR Title 38, Part 4, the Schedule for Rating Disability. That is the law that governs every rateable condition under the law. And it also talks about the level of symptoms and impairment you have to have in order to garner a certain rating. Okay, it is against federal law to file a false claim. Okay, and there are severe penalties. So please don't ever do that. Do not ever lie or stretch the truth, okay? All you've got to be is uncomfortably vulnerable. Know and tell your true story cold, okay? But you got to know it. It shocks me how many veterans simply don't even know what's in their medical records because you've never reviewed them. Guys, you got to go through your medical records. I recommend every veteran hearing my voice right now obtains a copy of your C file, okay, which is your VA claims file, which lists every single thing you've ever used, submitted, any decisions, C&P exam notes, anything that's ever been utilized in support of your disability claim will be in your C file, okay? But you gotta get a copy of it. Now there's lots of different ways you can get a copy. You can call 1-800-827-1000, speak to a rep, you can request a copy that way. You can submit a FOIA request to the VA, Freedom of Information Act request, ask them for a complete copy of your VA claims file, your C file, 
Um, they'll likely send you a CD, like you send you a disc uh, in the mail. The other thing you can do is you can actually write a FOIA or a medical records release request to the VA regional office in your state, okay? Every state has a VA regional office, okay? You can do that as well, okay? But I think you need to get a copy of your C file. You need to know what's in your medical records and you need to know how severe your symptoms are generally in correlation to the law, okay? What does the scale say? How bad are your symptoms? And what would a possible rating for you be based upon your condition? Severity of symptoms, gotta know the law, guys. I highly recommend, too, that you know your medical records in detail. You gotta know what's in your file, okay? Again, that's why we do this stuff. We are arming you with information so that you can get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve okay now i've had some vets ask me okay brian well what do you guys actually do if you're not accredited agents you don't assist in the preparation presentation and prosecution of claims for veterans you're not my agent with power of attorney what do you actually do guys we are the most trusted name in va disability claims because we help veterans overcome previously denied disability claims. We help you get rated at the appropriate level under the law, if you're stuck, frustrated, and underrated, via medical evidence. VA disability claims come down to medical evidence. It's not a process issue. It's not that you filed the claim incorrectly. It's probably because you either didn't have a diagnosis, you didn't adequately prove service connection, or you didn't have symptoms that tied to a rating under the law. That's why you came back denied and underrated. The way to overcome that, medical nexus opinions from competent and credible medical providers. That's what we do. We are a medical consulting company with membership-based programs. So guys, if you're stuck, if you're frustrated, you're underrated, you're hearing my voice, get inside of VA Claims Insider Elite, which is our premier membership program, which offers access to our Elite Experience Portal. You're gonna get your own login to a custom system and program on the back end. So you can get tons of high value VA claim resources for free. There's no cost to this when you become a member up front. And you're also then gonna get access to our team of vetted independent medical professionals for disability exams and also competent and credible medical nexus opinions. Okay, and medical nexus opinion will help you prove service connection on either a primary basis or a secondary basis. Um, and we can help you get those if you can't get this stuff from your own doctors, okay? Or if your own doctors don't know how to fill them out correctly. Okay, again, if you wanna get started today, guys, it's a free three-step intake. Go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Okay, so the three things, medical diagnosis, clear nexus, whether it's direct or secondary, and then symptoms. You gotta have those three things, guys, in all VA disability claims. But now let's jump into the secondary service connection secrets portion of the things that you really need to know and understand if you're looking at service connection on a secondary basis, okay? The human body is a system, just like a motor vehicle, okay? I like to use this example because everybody drives a car, okay? Most, at least most people do. Um, and you understand when you drive the motor vehicle, everything in it works together to make it go to make it stop, right? You need gas in your vehicle 
in order to drive. If you don't have gas in your car and you hit the pedal, it's not gonna go, okay? If something breaks, if you get a flat tire, you're driving down the road, maybe you run over a nail, you hear it going down, the left front tire starts shrinking down to nothing, pretty soon you're wobbling in your vehicle, right? If you keep driving on that, you're gonna damage the rims in the wheel wells. If you keep driving, eventually it's probably gonna start smoking, you might even start a fire. The axle might fall off and pretty soon your vehicle's gonna be stuck on the side of the road, okay? Again, that's what happens when something breaks or isn't done properly on your motor vehicle. It don't work. That is exactly what happens in the human body, guys. What happens in the human body is it's a system. Your heart works with your lungs, which pumps blood to your capillaries, which feeds your brain. All the connections, right? Your, the body, the human body is a system that all works together to make you fully functioning. When things break down in your body, when disabilities, when conditions, when pain get to a certain level of severity, it can affect other parts of your body, causing other forms of disabilities or conditions or impairment to develop. So an example I always like to use that makes a lot of sense for vets, we'll only give an example, are left side of body issues and right side of body issues, okay? So for example, if you've got a hip condition, let's say you have a left hip condition that's rated at 0%, okay? It's painful, causes some limitation in range of motion, but it's not severe enough to rise to the level of say, a 10% rating or a 20% rating. Because you have a hip condition that might cause limitation in range of motion, pain, maybe it limits your ability to do things, physically that you used to be able to do. Maybe it limits or works your life, your social functioning. If because of that left hip issue, you're now favoring the right side of your body, right? The right side of your body is the strong side with no impairment. Your body is gonna start favoring the right side. What can happen then is a whole host of conditions can develop and arise because of your service-connected left hip. Okay, so maybe the right side of your body, maybe you have, now have a right knee condition, a right knee strain, a right knee tear, right knee pain. Maybe you now have right foot or both foot plantar fasciitis, severe heel pain. Maybe your left hip has caused an issue with your right leg. Who knows, right? There's all kinds of things that can develop on left side, right side body issues, okay? Again, very, very common. Now you've heard me use my example. I had a right knee strain rated at 10% from my time in the military. Well, I ended up, I started favoring the left side of my body over the period of about five years. Um, and what ended up happening, I noticed when I was out running one day a couple years ago, that I had this severe piercing pain in my left heel. I'd never felt it before. I didn't know what it was, but it started to really bother me. It hurt to walk. Um, it really hurt the first step in the morning when you get out of bed, right? You get out of bed, you take that first step and it felt like somebody was jamming a hot knife through the bottom of my left heel, okay? Well, I know now guys that those are very common symptoms of plantar fasciitis, okay? Which is basically a, a tearing of the plantar fascia, which is a tough band of tissue that runs across the bottom of both of your feet. Okay? And when that becomes impaired, inflamed with little tears in it, you get severe pain. It's a very common condition.
I never had any issues on active duty with my feet. Never. I can't think of a single instance while I was on active duty that I had problems with my feet. My feet were fine. Okay. So when I left the service in 2012, I did not file a disability claim for any foot conditions. Why? Because I didn't have any, right? So here I am almost six years after leaving the military, I got this issue happening in my left heel. If I would have filed that guys as a primary disability for direct service connection, I can 100% guarantee you that that would have come back denied. And it would have come back denied, they would have denied service connection. Now it's not that the VA would have denied that I had plantar fasciitis. I had it, I had a diagnosis, I was seeking treatment, um, I was going to a VA medical facility, I had injections, injections into the heel to help with the pain, I tried night splints, ice, pain medication, everything. Okay, nothing helped. So when I went to then open and file another disability claim for my left foot severe unilateral plantar fasciitis, I connected it secondary to my right knee, okay, with a medical nexus opinion that spoke to the causal relationship of right side, left side body issues, left side, right side body issues. I also had developed a calcified heel spur on the bottom of my left heel, which was shown uh, in an x-ray at my CNP exam. But all of that, guys, was enough to get secondary service connected for left foot plantar fasciitis to my right knee, okay? if Again, if I would have done that as a primary disability, it would have been denied. And I can already read you the denial letter. The VA's denial letter would have stated the veteran provided no evidence of any in-service foot conditions no diagnosis of plantar fasciitis, and no subjective complaints of a foot condition while on active duty. Obviously, because I did not have any foot issues on active duty. I never had plantar fasciitis on active duty. It didn't happen until years later, and it was the result proximately due to Okay, or aggravated by another service-connected disability. That is what this is about, guys. Secondary service connection. Most veterans don't even know what it is. You've never heard of it. And for sure, nobody's helping you from the medical perspective to get a medical nexus opinion and a DBQ so that you can service-connect your disabilities on a secondary basis. Okay, again, you're gonna need medical evidence. Okay. I just gave you a, an example of secondary service connection, what it is, why it's important, and how to do it. Okay, again, it's all about a causal relationship, which simply means event A caused event B. The right knee condition caused the left foot severe unilateral plantar fasciitis. Okay, cause and effect. That's, that's all that a causal relationship means in secondary service connection. All right, so what are the three things that you have to have in secondary service connection to prove to the VA that something was proximately due to or aggravated by another service-connected disability? The first thing is you gotta have a diagnosis, okay? So in the example I just gave, had I not been going to the doctor, had I not been seeking treatment, if none of this was documented in a VA medical record or a private record, it probably would have been denied outright because the VA would have said, we're not even sure that you have plantar fasciitis. You don't even have a diagnosis, okay? 
So you have to have a diagnosis first of the secondary condition that you might be claiming, okay? Maybe you're service connected right now for a, a neck issue, okay? A cervical strain, which is a, a severe pain um, in your neck, which affects the joints and the ligaments and the tendons in your neck. Maybe that right there, that cervical strain, that neck, is causing you now to have severe migraine headaches, okay? Well, that's very common, right? It's a neurological condition, affects the neck, the spine, which could absolutely affect your brain, affect your headaches. So maybe, again, your service connected at 10% for a cervical strain, a neck condition, and you now have migraine headaches because of that neck condition. Well, you need to be going to the doctor because I want you getting help for your migraines. Likely you have a diagnosis now, maybe you're even taking some medication, okay? So that's what I'm talking about. You have to have a diagnosis of the condition that you might be trying to service connect on a secondary basis, okay? So get to the doctor, talk to your primary care physician, tell them what's going on with you. The second part, is the disability must be proximately due to or proximately aggravated by another service-connected disability in your body rated at 0% or higher, okay? Now, I will also share this with you. It's not something I recommend, but you can legally do it. It's possible that you file a primary disability for direct service connection and a secondary disability at the exact same time, okay? By law, you are not required to already be service-connected for the primary condition at the time you submit the secondary disability connected to the primary. You could do it at the same time. Now, personal opinion, this is not legal advice. I don't recommend doing that because it's a, it's, there's a high risk of denial, okay? And the reason being is it's probably because you didn't file your primary condition either right when you left the service or at the right time. So you're banking on that the VA rater and the CNP examiner are going to agree that the primary condition is service connected, direct service connection, and that the secondary disability is also proximately due to or aggravated by the primary condition. So you're gonna to have to very clearly and concisely tell your story as to why you never filed the primary disability in the first place. Here you are years later, you're filing a primary and a secondary at the same time, okay? But it is possible. It's not against the law. In fact, it's totally legal to do that and the VA has to consider it. Um, the other thing is secondaries to secondaries to secondaries. You can go as many layers deep as you possibly can. I'm gonna give you an example of what I mean by that. You heard me talk about already that the human body is a big system. Something breaks, something goes, it affects other parts of your body, okay? Here's an example. Head, neck, hip, knees, feet. All of that stuff's connected, okay, to include your back. So let me give you an example here. Let's say you have knee issues that are service-connected at 0%. Okay, well, let's say 10%. You have uh, bilateral knee issues, you're at 20%. Right? You got 10 for each knee. Maybe years later, um, you've gained a bunch of weight because of your knee, you can't run workout anymore, it's affected your life, and now you've got hip issues, which has limited uh, your range of motion, limits your ability to walk, run, workout, etc. So now your hips are going, 
So maybe you file a secondary disability claim for bilateral hip conditions because they were caused or made worse by your bilateral knee conditions that are already service-connected. Okay, so now let's say your hips come back at 10% on one side and 0% on the other, okay? Well, now the hips have affected your back. Now you've got a lumbar strain, okay? You've got severe back pain in your lower back. You could file secondary, the lumbar, secondary to your hips, right? So you've got your knees as the primary condition. You've got your hips secondary to that. You've got your back secondary to that. And maybe your back has now affected your neck, which has affected your migraines. Secondary to secondary to secondary to secondary to secondary. You can go as many layers deep as you can think of. And as long as you can prove it with a showing of causation that that condition was proximately due to or aggravated by that other service-connected disability. I hope this is helping you guys. That's why I'm sharing it freely to you because I want you guys to be armed with information so you can fight back, okay? You gotta punch back, man. Claims are gonna get denied service connection. They're gonna tell you they don't believe you, okay? Which is crap. Do not quit. Keep fighting. Get up and punch back. And then the third part, and this is the biggest one that most vets forget about. There has to be medical linkage between the two conditions that you're trying to service connect. If there is no medical linkage, there's no ideology, you can't show through medical research, through your own medical evidence, through your own words, through a doctor's private independent medical opinion, if you can't prove that on an at least as likely as not basis, it's very likely you will still get denied service connection on a secondary basis. Guess what guys? The third part, medical etiology, okay? The logicness, the causation, the proximately due to or aggravated by, the connection, the medical linkage between condition A and condition B is what we help you do at VA Claims Insider. That is why I founded this company, guys, so that veterans have access to a vetted group of independent medical professionals who are educated, trained, and certified in medical practice Okay, some of them are MDs, some are PAs. They can help make those connections for you. Okay, again, the showing of causation. Event A caused event B. Event A, B and C, event A and B caused event C. Okay, but you gotta get a medical nexus opinion completed by a qualified medical professional. That is what's gonna help you in part three of the three-part test is proving the medical linkage, okay? Highly, highly recommend that you get a medical nexus letter if you're trying to prove disabilities on a secondary basis for secondary service connection, okay? Again, if you can get your own doctors to do this stuff, awesome, okay, great. Go book an, an appointment with your, your primary care doctor. Ask your VA doctor, okay? Now, chances are they're not gonna help you, okay? They're either gonna look at you like a deer in headlights and, and wonder, have no idea what you're talking about, or they'll tell you they can't help you, okay, which is the biggest bunch of BS. We're being lied to, guys. I'm telling you right here, right now, we are being lied to by the Department of Veterans Affairs, by the doctors who work for the VHA, 
the Veterans Health Administration, when they say they can't help you, when they say that they don't write medical letters for veterans, I don't do DBQs for you. They're lying to you. There is nothing legally wrong with that request or them helping you. It's their own personal opinion. They don't have to help you. They're not required to, okay? But that's commonly what we see uh, is a veteran will ask their VA doctor or a private professional to help them out. And the doctor will say something like, yeah, you know, I don't do letters for veterans or, you know, yeah, it's, it's not a common practice here in what we do. Um, you know, I don't write letters for disability exams, whatever. Okay, fine. If you can't get your own doctors to do it, that's what we do. Get inside VA Claims Insider Elite. We can help you obtain medical nexus letters. Okay, you'll get exams scheduled with our team of vetted independent medical providers. You can get started right away. Free three-step intake at vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. All right, so we've talked a little bit about secondary service connection. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use another example here, which I think is, is super unique to think about and to listen to and to understand. Okay, hopefully it'll send some, some light bulbs in your brain going, huh, what conditions might I be able to connect on a secondary basis. We had a veteran not long ago who got service-connected for obstructive sleep apnea, okay, secondary, obstructive sleep apnea on a secondary basis to their primary service-connected plantar fasciitis. Now, you might be thinking for a second going, Brian, that doesn't even make sense. How does a foot condition, severe heel pain, cause or make obstructive sleep apnea worse. Okay, well, can it even aggravate it? That doesn't make sense. Okay, obstructive sleep apnea is a, a severe sleep condition. So what happened is the veteran was taking some specific medications to help manage the pain of their plantar fasciitis. The primary side effect of those medications was weight gain. Guess what? Obstructive sleep apnea has a 70% correlation to weight gain, obesity with a BMI of 30 or higher, okay? You're considered overweight at a BMI of 25. You're considered obese with a body mass index BMI of 30 or above, okay? The veteran was above 30 in their BMI because of the weight gain due to the medications they were taking for their service-connected plantar fasciitis. Now, this is what we call an interim link for service connection, okay? It's not that the plantar fasciitis directly caused the sleep apnea, the OSA, but the plantar fasciitis medication aggravated, caused or made the OSA worse, okay? And the veteran was able to show that on an at least as likely as not basis with a credible and competent medical nexus opinion, okay? Guys, weight gain is a big one, okay? Weight gain... Uh, is a major problem, not just in our society, but it affects so many things in our bodies, okay? The other thing is weight gain is very commonly caused or made worse or affected by any antidepressants you're taking for mental health, okay? SSRIs, antidepressants, many of the medications out there for mental health conditions, to help try to manage your stress, anxiety, depression, anger, panic, whatever, nightmares. There's a whole bunch of medications that veterans commonly get prescribed to help them manage their mental health symptoms. Go Google the medication you're taking and read some of the side effects. 
headaches, weight gain, sexual dysfunction, right? All very common things. Well, if you're taking those medications to help you manage symptoms of current service-connected disabilities, that is enough to be proximately due to, caused by, or aggravated by another service-connected disability. How are you gonna do that? You're gonna have to show the medical linkage and we recommend a medical nexus letter to help you do that. And this is what we do. I mean, again, when, when I wake up in the morning, you guys, I think about you, all right? I get my kids to school. I do my best to manage my own self, right? I got a lot of issues too, just like you do, right? I'm a disabled veteran, just like you do. I got a lot, a lot of the same issues many of you are dealing with, but I'll tell you, I think about you. I really, truly do, and so does every single member of our team. Because what we do, helping disabled veterans get what they legally, morally, ethically, and medically deserve is the reason God put Brian Reese on earth. Okay, now it took me 36 years to get here and a whole lot of pain and a whole lot of frustration and a whole, I'm lucky to be here doing this, all right? With some of the stuff I was dealing with and going through, I'm lucky to be alive to be here doing this with you in community. It is an absolute blessing, the lives that we are changing on a daily basis. It's unbelievable, you guys, and I want you to be a part of that. I'm welcoming you into our community because I wanna help you. Again, if you need some help, guys, go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com, complete the free three-step intake, okay? And we'll help you guys out. All right, guys. Again, Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, Air Force Service Disabled Vet, uh, founder and CEO of VA Claims Insider. I'm so proud of our team, of our movement, of you. Guys, we are literally changing everything in how we communicate with veterans about their disability claims. And you know what? It goes way beyond your claim. What we do is we bring you in, we give you hope, you become an insider in our community, you get some identity back, you'll have some friends again. Oh, by the way, we just also happen to get you medical evidence for your disability claim. That's not even the primary purpose why we exist. We exist to get you better, to give you hope, to bring you into our community. That's why we do this, guys. The result just happens to be that you get the VA rating and compensation you deserve, okay? But it's, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than me. This, this movement is not even about me. It's about you and the things that you're doing to help veterans all over the world understand to never quit, to never die, to get up and punch back and to go, you know what? I may have got knocked down. I may be underrated. I may have a mental health condition, but I'm not gonna quit, right? I'm gonna keep fighting and I know who I'm gonna fight with. My fellow brothers and sisters, my fellow disabled vets, my insiders, right? That's what we do, guys. I'm welcoming you in right here, right now. All right, guys. Again, Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider. I'm out from Austin, Texas. Love you guys, and uh, we'll see you live again next week, okay? We'll see y'all.